Welcome to Highly Questionable. Katie and Sarah Spain are never ready when they're supposed to be. Maybe they'll be here when we come back. Yep. Does Joel Embiid's back and forth on Instagram with Jimmy Butler make you think he wants out of Philly? All right, some backstory before we go to the gram here. An eternal fountain of content for us on slow days. Joel Embiid, last playoff game that he played, he walked off the court sobbing, and he's been nothing but sad-looking ever since. Jimmy Butler, all of the teams that he's left, they've gotten worse. People thought it was a loser move to go to Miami. Minnesota, Chicago, Philadelphia, they've all gotten worse, and now Miami is suddenly good. So here's this flirtation on the gram where Jimmy Butler is the ex and making his way in here because Joel Embiid is saying, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, quoting Harvey Dent. And Jimmy Butler says, I know a place where villains are welcome. And then Joel Embiid says, damn right, my brother. Those pieces don't seem to fit in Philadelphia. There is no reason that Philadelphia should be worse than the Miami Heat of Jimmy Butler. But here we are. And while it can't happen now, and this is just interesting because we love the soap operas, because the trade deadline is gone, it does make sense for Joel Embiid to want out of Philadelphia under the present construction. He's complaining about not having fun. He's complaining about spacing on the court. Something has to give there. Yeah, and, and additional context, he was just booed by his home fans, Joel Embiid was, and that's the exact quote that Jimmy Butler posted just before asking for a trade out of Philadelphia. Now, is Joel Embiid just trying to shake things up because he knows that about Jimmy, or is he trying to, by tagging it, the process, say, remember when I was the hero of the process? Remember when we were all excited about how this was going to work out? How quickly I've now become the guy that gets booed by my own fans? I'm still in on this. Are you guys? I'm not entirely sure whether this means that he wants out, though I wouldn't be surprised if he did because they haven't put the right pieces around him. There is a general malaise about that team. It doesn't ever feel like if you've got Embiid and Simmons as your top two guys that that's the formula that's going to make you a winner. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wants out, but he's on a new-ish deal. I don't think he can go anywhere, so this just might make things even worse for him in Philadelphia. My main issue with this is that Embiid set Butler up with a quote from a movie that's so quotable. And Butler responded with, I know a place where villains are loved or whatever. That's You had so many, many other lines you could have used. But I guess some men just want to watch the world burn. And one of them is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, like, you easily could have quoted a million... All he was doing was he was causing chaos. He commented to cause Mm -hmm. chaos. And you know the thing about chaos, it's fair. What he could have said to him is that, you know, Joel Embiid, you were beloved by the Sixers and now you want because you're wanted by them now, but when you aren't, they'll cast you out like a leper. Or he could have given him actual valid advice. Look, he was beloved before. Now he needs to embrace being the heel because when the chips are down, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. Sarah, I don't understand why you were shaking your head at her impersonation. The first one had a flourish, an accent to it. It was well done, I thought. Well, I mean, she was clearly auditioning for a role on a show other than this. She wants out, Dan. That's very clear. She's yes. trying to Where's make her straight to the movies. Where's She's done Rachel? with television. She's way too big for television. Where is also, she? Of course Jimmy Butler wants chaos. He's on a Miami team that he wants to beat the Phillies team. And he's like, you know what the perfect way to do that is? Take an already mentally weak Sixers team and then just start digging. Stirring the pot. Making things worse. Jimmy's, uh, he knows what he's doing. Sarah, you want to know the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pads. Does it make sense for any team to view Taysom Hill as a franchise quarterback? 
Taysom Hill views himself that way. He tells the Associated Press, I view myself that way. I expect to be playing quarterback in this league. Now, this ignores some things. He's 30. He's three years older than Teddy Bridgewater. He had not one, not two, not three, but four season-ending injuries at BYU. And now Mike Westhoff, the special teams coach for the Saints, is saying, this guy can do all the things Lamar Jackson can do, and he can throw better. So the Saints can't keep three quarterbacks. They need to make a decision. And if I were them, I'd go with undefeated Teddy Bridgewater if Drew Brees isn't going to be there. This would be my third choice, no matter what this guy wants. Even though I can admire his versatility, I can think of him as a threat, and I can dream... I would not take chance with this guy when I've got two guys who are better than he is. Yeah, no matter what, whether he is or he isn't a franchise quarterback, 13 is just too small of a sample size of passes thrown in the professional league to know if he's good enough or not. So it's great that he believes in himself. It's great that people like Mike Westhoff are singing his praises. But it's difficult to see a world in which he goes from being a quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back combination, which is valuable in this day and age of the league, to becoming just a straight-up franchise quarterback, especially at the age of 30. Like Dan said, I think it's great that he believes in himself. I think everybody should want what they want, but you should also read the room and realize that your versatility is your strength. Just look at my guy Quentin Flowers over in the XFL and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Vipe up, baby. Uh, he's very valuable, and hopefully hopefully Tressman will notice that by next week. Um, yeah, Taysom Hill's confidence is fantastic. It's an easy decision for the Saints because they have Drew Brees, and if not, they have Teddy Bridgewater. They've had Taysom Hill all along, and they've still gone out and sought a real backup quarterback at a high price tag in Bridgewater because they knew that Taysom Hill wasn't not only a starter, but also not even a backup for them. So why would another team believe that he would be elevated to the starting position? He's only had 15 career passes, including the playoffs. He's never had more than one completed pass in a single game. Maybe he could do it, but if you're a, if you're a franchise in the NFL and you've seen the way the Saints have used him to great effect, why would you then believe that all of a sudden he could make the leap to starting quarterback? There's just not enough of a sample size, and it's been too long since he was a full-time quarterback in college. And it's possible that we're all wrong. It's possible that he's a fantastic quarterback and just hasn't had a chance to show us, and we don't know that yet. But I think the only argument for that, the strongest argument that he's a great quarterback, is that his nickname in college was Thorderback. And that's all I got, and it's not enough for me to take you for my team. <laughs> well, there's a little more than that, slightly more. When we last mm-hmm. saw him play a playoff game, he seemed to be the best athlete on the field yep. between the Vikings and the Saints. There's that, too. Well, he might be a good changeup for a team that has a quarterback that isn't mobile or that they want to switch in to do stuff that their existing quarterback can't do, but that still doesn't make him a full-time starting quarterback. In the end, he's actually a lot like you today, Dan. He's a little too old and yet somehow still very oh. green. Listen, okay, I wasn't going to do this, but he'd be a full-time starter for the Bears. I could put him there, and you'd get excited. You know you'd get excited. You would get excited if I made him your quarterback in Chicago. I would. That's fair. I would. Coming up next on my son, Stevie Shaw. It could be to support an older guy getting out there back into free agency to say, good for you, get back on the horse. Like when I like an older woman who just gets a divorce's Instagram photo. Is Trevor Bauer right to be so mad about the MLB's potential new playoff format? It is fun when Trevor Bauer is mad. I feel like he's always mad. He's Mm -hmm. called the commissioner of baseball here a joke. We'll get to that tweet in a second. But baseball's proposal is this. Seven playoff teams in each league and the best of those teams get to pick their opponent in the playoffs. And while you might think it's interesting, traditionalists will look at this and be like, don't change our most historic game. Here's Trevor Bauer saying that Rob Manfred, basically, even though he's not sure that Manfred is the reason for this, your proposal is absurd.
for too many reasons to type on Twitter and proves you have absolutely no clue about baseball. You're a joke. And while we can criticize it, while baseball is bad at change, I do appreciate the fact that they know they have a problem. They have to do something. And while this might not be the solution because you're diluting even more regular season that's way too long, I do appreciate that they're trying to do something inventive because this sport is terrible at inventive. One of my favorite parts about the Trevor Bauer tweet is that he said, there are too many reasons to mention here on Twitter, so I won't mention a single one. I'll just tell you that you're a joke. And that's not to say that he doesn't have them, because there are some reasons. The devaluation of the regular season is one of them, although I would argue that if you had implemented this over the last eight years, you would have an average of 20 teams with a couple games left that would still have intrigue. So you're actually making the regular season more interesting down the stretch for more fan bases. Also, you would only have had out of the 112 teams in the last eight years that would have been involved in this, four with losing records. So it's not like you're adding a bunch of bad teams. Now, they may not be as good as the very top, but the hope then would be in the playoffs that that would still shake out. The best teams would beat the worst, but we would have more to watch and more teams would be involved. We might have a chance to see Mike Trout in the playoffs for once in our <laughs> lives, right? And so I get what baseball's doing. I think also the idea that there is a reality TV-esque selection show where you pick your <laughs> opponent is something we have never seen in sports. We see teams try to move their way up and down in the regular season to potentially get the best matchup, they could actually choose it. And the potential for dramatic, embarrassing schadenfreude, if you choose a team that then beats the brakes off you, is amazing television. And the fan bases at home, no, don't choose them. No, they're going to kill us. This is such a good idea. And I know baseball doesn't like change, and there are certainly parts of it that aren't ideal. I'm all in on it. Yeah, the best thing about Trevor Bauer always being angry about something is that his uh, Twitter handle is Bauer Outage, but I always accidentally read it Bauer Outrage because he's always <laughs> mad about something. Uh, but yeah, Sarah, I don't know. That selection show that they're talking about of how they're going to choose their opponents, to me, just knowing baseball, and it's a sport that we're always talking about, who's the face, who's the interesting personality, I don't think it's going to be as interesting and mm, as exciting as point. we all would like to hope it's going to be. It's going to be a bunch of boring old dudes being like, we select the Royals. We need, I surrogates. Think, we need yeah, surrogates. Yeah, I think I think that you could like picture it being really interesting, but that's if baseball had a ton of interesting over the top personalities, which so far we've seen that it hasn't. I think another interesting thing, baseball is always trying to get more fan interest. One of the things they were talking about is trying to get more people coming to games because uh, attendance is down for the seventh season in a row. Here's the thing, guys. I think that's probably because teams are saving so much money and it's never reflected in ticket prices ever. Tickets have been going up prices for MLB games for years and everyone is seeing their teams save all this money and get under the salary tax and yada yada yada. And it's like the tickets are still expensive. So if you want people to go to games, yeah you can do this weird choose your own adventure playoff format or you could just make it cheaper to go to a baseball game because a lot of teams are not spending money to put a good product on the field. And that's just how I feel about it and I wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, Sarah, how do you think she's going to feel about Mookie Betts, uh, who he selects for the Dodgers? Uh, this is a sore spot. She hasn't been on well, television. Well, she probably since won't be trade. watching. She probably won't be watching because the Red Sox will be one of the very few teams that doesn't make the postseason. So she'll be she'll be out by then. We've got more for Katie on a subject she's not going to like. Coming up with the next question, I think. Does Tom Brady's Instagram like make you think he could be a Charger next year? 
Back to the gram we go for content. And yes, he did like something on Twitter that feels like he's trying to bother Katie Nolan because he is saying, (laughs) as people wonder whether Tom Brady would fit with the Chargers, he is saying that he likes the idea that Phillip Rivers is entering free agency and getting on up out of there. I do think, Katie, that Tom Brady is publicly showing everybody that he's trying to create leverage wherever it is that he can create it to, at the very least, get more money and appreciation out of the Patriots. I can't imagine that you like him doing this very much. It doesn't bother me because I'm a grown adult who has been on Instagram for a long time and I know that policing likes is the biggest waste of your time. There's a reason Instagram got rid of the tab where you could see who everybody you followed was following and what they liked and what they commented because people were putting way too much weight on double tapping your thumb on someone's photo. There could be a million reasons that Tom Brady liked this. It could be to honor his career because the caption from the NFL mentioned how many seasons Phil had played with the Chargers. It could be to support an older guy getting out there back into free agency to say, good for you, get back on the horse. Like when I like an older woman who just gets a divorce's Instagram photo. It could be like that. It could also just be him trolling, which is a thing he's clearly showing that he wants to try to do, like in a hello fellow kids type of way, that he's on Instagram posting things before the Super Bowl that make it look like he's leaving. Turns out it's just a Hulu ad. Maybe he thought Philip Rivers looked hot in that photo. I don't know, because I don't judge people's likes. It's a lie! Well, to be fair, the reason Instagram got rid of that page is because too many people were caught liking porn, and LeBron James liked Miss Perfect Booty, and that was really problematic for his Zero Dark 23, and we all remember it, so they were just like, let's not out people anymore. More importantly, Katie, those were all very reasonable reasons that he might do this, right? Like, let's all be out here in free agency, let me be very social media savvy and up the price for wherever I go by making people question. Let me just really enjoy and soak in the attention of, for one time, me maybe not being with the Patriots. Those are all very realistic, and that's probably what's happening. But it's much more fun to just say, Tom Brady to the Chargers! See you later, Patriots! Here we go, fun. She doesn't look like she's having fun. Highly questionable is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. Time to play the game that doesn't agree with Pilot Pete's hometown date decisions. Do you question? (laughs) You guys give us topics and events, we question them. Do you question if it was necessary for Boyan Bogdanovich to do this to Chris Dapp's Porzingis? All right, so Bogdanovich hit a game winner against Houston the other day. He is valuable to the Utah Jazz. Porzingis is guarding him for the Mavs last night. Bogey in the corner, crowd. Oh! That was unnecessary, but when you, uh, look, I mean, Kristaps looks like he's playing on stilts, right? He looks like he plays on stilts, so you fool around with it. Uh, that right there did not look like an NBA moment. Just aesthetically, didn't look like an NBA moment. Dan, what's that thing your boy Jorge Masvidal says? What's super his necessary. Super, super necessary. necessary. This super was not super necessary. necessary. This was completely yes, it was. unnecessary. It didn't add to the play at all, but I loved it anyway. It was magical. You have to define necessary. Like, could he have done something else to get the ball into his other hand? Probably. Should <laughs> yes. he have? No. That was beautiful. I loved that. I don't think that was even the best moment of the game involving Porzengas. There's a ball that got stuck there behind the backboard, and these guys are all physically sort of circus freaks, so it gets stuck back there. How are we going to get it out? Porzingis is tall. Let's find a mop to help him, and he's going to try and get it down from there. And then you say to yourself, 
Well, if Porzingis can't do it at his height without a ladder, who is going to be able to come out and do it without a ladder? And then the answer, of course, is look at what else is on the bench of the Dallas Mavericks. Even more of a circus. Not who else. What else? Yes, yes, what else? There it is. Boban going to get it out of there. Oh, love it. Yeah, one. Uh, and then, oh, then look in the corner here. There's another one. J.J. Barea. Tiny J.J. Barea. Small as they come. Do you question if this was an extraordinary serve or poor reaction time? I bet you turned on your television saying, I hope they're covering Division II volleyball today because (laughs) you're in luck. Look at this. Division II volleyball is, the question is, is this? Oh. What? What? The noise. Yes, the noise noise is excellent. In the face. (laughs) In the face. And then they hug. And then they hug. Like, they've been through something together. I do feel, though, like the reaction time was really bad slow. there. Like, that was <laughs> very slow. Served. Like, but what was that guy doing? Thinking about something yeah. else? Yeah, that his first jump, day, that's, that's usually a good sign the serve's coming. Yeah, like, the, the so what happens here is the ball comes over, yeah. and you get ready, and, and then you you're going to hit it. Even if it's just, just like... That's someone that's new to volleyball. <laughs> I recognized Lost him. Him. <laughs> him. This is the grown-up version of that little kid oh, we've no. been playing on no. this video. No. For some oh, no. Yes, that's, that's what's not happened. fair. How yes, would he know it was coming backwards? It that's He's not in fair. college now. Oh! Time to play the game that doesn't think the broomstick challenge is all that impressive. See? Or no? Oh, we nailed it, Katie. Wow. We no, did nail that. Nailed it. It. It's my fault because the left is right here. Like, I think I'm pointing mm-hmm. to Sarah. And mm-hmm. I'm, anyway, sure, sure, tell sure, us what's sure. on television. Uh, we'll tell you if we're intrigued. Tonight in the NBA, Clippers and Sixers. Uh, yes, interested in this, even though the Sixers are playing that constipated brand of basketball. Let's check in with Joel Embiid, though, trying another sport. You know, he can do soccer, too. Uh, it is crazy that this person, seven feet tall, that he can do it's some kicks. of the things he can do athletically. Uh, Sarah, are you intrigued? CC very intrigued. Embiid post-Instagram drama facing off against a favorite in the Clippers. This should be good. How about you, Katie? Are you intrigued? Yes, I'm intrigued. But I would say to Embiid, just as the Joker said in, in the movie The Dark Knight when asked why he hadn't killed Batman yet, if you're good at something, you never do it for free. So stop playing soccer for free, dude. Get paid. I no, feel like we we're far removed from the Batman joke. Where's Rachel? It's like, it was like 20 minutes ago. Where is she? On Twitter.com backslash Wildcat Sports, wrestling at the mall. What? what? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you're going to have to rewind on whatever it is that you're watching here, whatever your devices are, because no. I don't know what that website is. And so let's check out on Twitter.com. What is happening here? What's happening at the mall? Wrestling? Mm. Oh. oh, this is crazy and so unsafe. And they what must are have signed some serious, serious waivers before this. No. This is not actually a Twitter show, right? This is just this a video we found on Twitter. And that's what we're, okay. But it's not like a sh- oh! oh! Wow, that's pretty good. I got to say, look, I don't encourage this. I don't think you should do this. But that's pretty impressive. I have never seen that before. Uh, you got to practice that, I imagine, in order to get that good at it. Sarah, are you intrigued? 
I'm impressed, but no, I'm not intrigued. It looks very dangerous, and I don't even know if they're actually competing at anything. I don't even know what's happening at that mall. And also, most importantly, it's not a backslash. It's never been a backslash. It's a forward slash. Why do we always say backslash? What a hill to die on. As in Uh, (laughs) twitter.com backslash. It's it's a slash. Okay, okay. So please, stop being so aggressive. Katie, are you intrigued? Of course I'm intrigued. Uh, That man is... The not the hero we need, but the hero we deserve. Well, I always yeah, get deserve. that quote wrong. Almost had it. Yes. Yeah, yes. Almost had it. that's it. CC, very intrigued. Another, yet another Batman joke. I've got a wrestling hero we deserve right here. This is the wrestling hero that we all deserve yeah. right here. Whoa. Oh, is he holding it? Yes, yes. He hurt his he, arm. He hurt his arm on the man's genitals. Yeah. There it is, right, right there. Yes. Oh, is he? Are we to believe he's flexing? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell? This is the dumbest what? show in the universe. This it is. right here. It really is. We're all done here for the day. Check out Katie Nolan. Sports is the podcast with a question mark. And Sarah Spain, that's what she said, is her podcast. Also, you could get her on ESPN Radio. Come with me if you don't want to die. God. Come with me if you want to live. It's a lot lower and more angry. I'm Batman. Where's Rachel? I'm Batman. Where's Rachel? Where is she? That doesn't sound like Batman. Where's Rachel? Yes, it does. I'm crushing that. That sounds like a dog in a cartoon.